Hey up, gang. How are we doing? Let me try and get myself back in the frame. How are we this afternoon? Let me know how you're doing, how you're feeling. Um, hopefully I've updated the, the title sequence. That should be, yes, the importance of anatomy. don't know if anyone's been following along on Twitter. I know we get some crossover audience, but you're getting chewing it over with me, Jack Chew, and it goes out on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Instagram, I think, if we remember to put that code in. Uh, where else does it go? Basically, you can listen to this wherever you fancy it. I'm fishing where you swim. Also goes out on Spotify, iTunes podcast, but that's more after the fact. So you can't really interact with us live on it and you don't get the video. So um, you might prefer that, of course, for various reasons. But thanks a lot for joining me. Really appreciate it. And yes, the title being Importance of Anatomy is in part because it kind of went off yesterday. As ever, provocateur Mike James has uh, posted a, a comment that he was concerned about the fact that some students that he was interacting with had said that the They've been told that anatomy is not as important, not that important anymore. That's what they've been told. And so he then pushed back on that and said, you know, that that he was saying that he disagreed for first point. And then the second point being that that's a worrying trend and that people may, well, if they go too far away from from knowing and understanding their anatomy, then that's going to be a real, a real bad thing for the industry. You know, someone who speaks as MSK therapist like I do, I think me and Mike could say that it's like we think it's bad news if people don't pursue an understanding of baseline anatomy. And so I then reflected on that post and thought, well, I mean, as ever, me and Mike typically agree on most things. Um, and I agree with that wholeheartedly, massively concerned. And I disagree with the fact that, that there's been a claim of it not having importance. But then there's a few things that cropped up in the comments, which I think are worth me flagging as areas where I. I don't, I don't know. There's areas where I disagree. And then there's areas where I'm just sort of observationally uh, certain characters or certain styles of, of, of dispute or styles of agreement that came from that post that I think we need to keep an eye on. There's a, there's a conversation underneath the conversation, I think. Might be over analysis from me, but, um, you know, that's how, that's how I see it. So I don't know if you've spotted it. I don't know if you've... Uh, if you've seen that, if you've got any comments, so my question to you to lead, lead us in that uh, you can post on is how important do you feel anatomy and understanding and learning about anatomy is for the modern MSK therapist, for the contemporary therapist? Um, let me know. Um, I'd maybe score it out of 10. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. Write you some words. Write your thoughts. Um, and, uh, and, and we're going to chew that over. Mike has said that he's delighted to be feeding the chewing it over fire. That's a serious mix of uh, mix of metaphors there, mate. I don't know, but yes, you have fed the beast today, I'm afraid. Um, and uh, we've got some questions and comments coming in. And uh, for those of you that tune in regularly, you'll know that on a topic like this, what I tend to do is I'm throwing that out there and I want you to put your comments in and I will be back to them shortly. But I'm just going to close that off because I'm so easily distracted. And instead, I'm going to give you my take on the matter uh, for, for a little bit. And we'll definitely come to your comments and questions because I do want to get into that with you. Now, the, the, the points that I was, two key points really is that why do I, what is it about Mike's, Mike's point with that that I agree with most? And it's that it's, it's foundational and not, you know, I'm someone that famously likes to shake foundations underneath stuff to see if they're robust, but typically it is a foundation for good reason. I think that a good understanding of, of anatomy, and you could extend that to physiology and even arguably biomechanics, et cetera, and there are other areas, but certainly 
anatomy and by that not just meaning that your musculoskeletal anatomy but even neuroanatomy and and just understanding you know the 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 uh, levels of detail of which we were taught which is not from what i know from from my studies isn't as high level as as it is in others you know so you think about what to speak to a pathologist and things like that you know um you're in a situation where they that is the the whole shtick um fortunately at nottingham uni where i studied we did um what was called your spotter exam where you had flat little flags in cadaver cadavers i don't know why i sounded the cornish then cadavers um and uh, we had to then go around with a clipboard and, and we were examined on our anatomy to that extent and and that was seen and I've heard at the time and afterwards that that was seen as being a level of anatomy uh, learning that was in excess of what most schools were doing. But I incredibly value that. And I mentioned on a podcast with Ben Ellis uh, only a few months ago, we were talking about education, about the fact that I was frustrated about the fact that it wasn't especially applied, but that also for me to have understood when I went on to do injections or scanning perturbations uh, later into my career in advanced practice, that I came to realize that that's where you, you really do want to sharpen it up. And the fact that I had that baseline knowledge to then revise on was incredibly important. And so for massive concern for me, which I reiterate, as I said, comes from me probably piggybacking Mike's opinion on this, is that that is a real concern if, if we're making the mistake of thinking because we've moved past structuralism of the sorts of associating pathology and tissue damage to symptomology means that you then don't need to know it in order to either unlearn it or put it into context or to recognize where it's not important then yeah you've, you're in you're in some serious trouble one being that you're going to miss some important red flags if you're not understanding the the tissues that you're dealing with that is under or it's a site of pain or where where things can be referring and therefore you're not comprehending uh your anatomy or you don't you don't know where and i'll even go a bit deeper than your your muscle origins and insertions has been mentioned and people wrote learn those and i'll come back to that but it's more that if you know about conditions you might know about oane and you might know that some people with oane or without oane might develop a baker's cyst right and so it's not through your anatomical knowledge that you might come to know that but you know at the back of the knee generally sometimes there's a pocket of swelling that occurs it's called a baker's cyst but if you don't know its locality to the popliteal artery at some point in your career you're going to see a popliteal aneurysm that you misdiagnose, right? It's a, it's, it's a baseline foundational anatomical knowledge that would help you to understand and identify what would be something that famously can masquerade as a baker's cyst, which is incredibly serious. And one of many examples I can give in the sort of safety space as to why it's important and why it's so naive to move too far past anatomy, in my opinion. And the second thing is that you really do want to know um, in order to help inform your reasoning, even things like your sort of mu you know, muscle attachments, etc. Especially thinking about, you know, people think origins and exertions, etc. Was 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 dull, and especially you know, understanding exactly where which which square millimeter uh, does the one of the gemellus twins attach into the deep hip rotators, etc. You know, it's like there, there were there was some excessive uh, rote learning there that, that I've never come to need uh, and probably won't again, but. The, apart from that really over delineated detail the understanding of where things attached etc being relevant to human movement or um then being able to detect relevant 
problems with human movement. You know, if you're thinking, thinking about, uh, I should have, I'm jumping around the body a little bit now, but it's like people say, I'm not as bothered about scap, you know, scapular musculature. What's it matter? Well, it's, it matters when you've then got a long thoracic nerve palsy and you're wondering as to why they move that way. It is a foundational knowledge of anatomy that assists that knowing which muscles get innovated by which which nerve branches even if you don't know it off the tip of your tongue if you grilled on it randomly in some sort of pop quiz but just comprehending the fact that these nerves innovate from here you know, that it matters it properly matters and so how have we come to clumsily then move too far beyond it for it to be being dismissed amongst the next generation that is a shame it is a shame and i do want your opinions again as to how we've got here but and there is a but. Um, we are in a situation whereby in certain circumstances and certain contexts, it would be really clumsy to suggest that there aren't areas in which anatomy and a sharp knowledge of anatomy matters as much as it once did in clinical practice. And I'll give some examples on that. You know, the classic being that in, in a, for, for management, a brilliant management and treatment of a, of a low back pain patient, then to be completely without anatomy knowledge would be really quite worrying. However, you could manage it to some extent without as much knowledge as you used to, because historically it would be incredibly relevant for you to try and be, give them a tissue-based structural diagnosis that would then be you trying to work out through various different movements and tests and palpation, et cetera, for you to try and identify a particular uh, muscle that they f you feel they've pulled, or you, a, a particular facet joint, or or you know they, they, they just or a particular disc. Even for, you're trying to then give them a tissue-based diagnosis that's quite specific, and the more specific, the better. And there's various other body parts, of course, that that applies. But that, in a situation where you felt that like you wanted to know your anatomy, and you put your you know put your little finger on a particular body part, and you'd be able to tell exactly what tissue might be underneath that would be because you felt that one of those tissues or a couple of those tissues would be contributing quite directly to the symptomology and that the healing of that tissue would be relevant to their recovery. And so therefore, back then, it was like there wasn't many circumstances in which it was, sorry, I'm mixing, mixing my tenses down. There weren't many circumstances in which that was not going to be incredibly relevant. In, in fact, arguably one of the most relevant. That and the physiology of said tissues was like the, the be all and end all. Now we know pain is more complex than that in more contributing variables from beyond the tissues means that to some extent, it's no longer the be all and end all. It's incredibly important jigsaw puzzle in most um, jigsaw piece in, in most puzzles um, for safety reasons, as well as the fact that if you leave it too far behind, you really will uh, not, not help people more often than not. But generally speaking, it's not the whole puzzle anymore. And so there are circumstances of which it is less important, but of course, it's where the pendulum swung too far. The slope has, the slippery slope has been gone down, and all the metaphors we could use about it being being too far. However, it's it's really silly if people then uh, would would infer that if anything, it's more important now. It's like in certain circumstances with regards to imaging and and and, and especially in therapies with injections, etc. Then yeah, you can make cases in specific contexts for it being more important in many ways for certain people to know more anatomy. But compared to back then, right? I'm, I'm harking back quite away now. But for those that were needing to delineate by structural diagnosis under exactly what ten tissues are underneath every layer uh, under any square inch of, of tissue, then granted, it's it's less important in certain conditions, pathologies, presentations, and populations than it used to be. And that's a reasonable thing to say. However, don't get carried away. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, pendulum, slippery slope, etc. Right. 
Now, what's interesting then, and where I'm saying I see more contention, is less so that the words and the tweets, etc. But to some extent, I get amused. I'm a bit long in the tooth, really, with regards to social media now, aren't I? Seven years, I think, for example, we, we've been on there and only went on Twitter to say, you might like this when we first launched our first Physio Matters. And obviously now it's the water in which I've swam for a long time. So I'm not surprised when Mike puts something like that up and there's an appropriate sort of uproar, including from me and others around it, saying that it's not cool because it's not cool. However, you've got people that say, well, you know, that's where we've gone too far and we've got carried away. And it's like, well, interestingly, you've not got carried away and gone too far. You never changed. You've never adjusted. You're now saying, well, I told you so. You know, you've stuck to your guns under a very direct pathology-based biomedical model that is still continuing to not really value the other contributing factors to people's pathologies. And then you're saying, well, I told you so. You're a broken clock, right? You're right twice a day by accident. There's no skill to that. You're still wrong. You're just talking about someone else that's wrong for a different reason to you and an area where you're not as wrong. You're getting no points from me. And I've seen some characters turn up that have done that. And it's so fun for them to, to then feel like they're in, in a bit of a, they're, they're sort of being edgy on that. When actually, you know, there's no points for that. There's no points for having continued to be really obsessed with anatomy because you're still a structuralist. Or one step further than that, you're a biomechanical, you infer pathology on biomechanics, which is just structuralism of a different flavor, by the way. You know, if you think about people moving badly and then overwhelming tissues, you're inferring that said overwhelmed tissue is the cause of symptomology in a narrow sense. That's just structuralism of a different persuasion. But if you're in that side of things where you're not looking at all the other contributing variables to symptoms, particularly across populations, and by the way, I'm not meaning acute chronic spectrum there, you know, it's like, if you're not recognizing the sort of um, dispositional, uh, neurological, psychological, social factors affecting ACL rupture, not the act of it doing it, by the way, although there is something there, but I mean, the, you know, what is relevant to that individual with regards to its goals and how they behave within their recovery, then, or ankle sprains, well, all those sort of stuff. Then, yeah, you've got people that are essentially glorified structuralists, biomechanists. They, and again, I think that the big tell for them is that they, these are people that have, quite publicly often, but at least when you've caught them in conversation and I have it with many of them over the years, you know, these are conversations that we've had back and forth with, um, whereby they they have a perceived mechanism, they, they, the mechanism of effect of their interventions is completely archaic. They think they can do things with their hands that they can't. They think that they, they, their rehab does things that it doesn't. They think that rolling around on certain devices does things to the human body that I don't think it does. These things are incredibly relevant because those people who then obsess over certain anatomical variables and try and keep their supposed scientific literacy or the way that they talk about those things looks expert is because they're still behind. They're always going to pipe up when something like this happens to say, well, of course, you know, there's so many, the next generation are so crap at anatomy, whereas I'm still a, a whiz. Is because, yeah, because you think that you can melt fascia with your hands, doesn't it? You, you no wonder you've studied anatomy. No wonder you see you, know, you go to cadaver class every third month is because you perceive that you're having and exerting incredibly relevant influence on those tissues. Well done for being good at anatomy, by the way. And you know you being in them cadaver labs teaching it, I've no problem with. But 
you know, you struggle to get any brownie points from me for being good at anatomy when you're full of shit in various other ways. And so we need to recognize, I'm expecting everyone to recognize, like I said, long in the tooth, been on social media a lot, recognize the faces, recognize who's full of shit in what different persuasion, in my opinion, of course, I'm granted, accused of, of similar myself of that. But, you know, they, unfortunately, that is a, an area that I want to admit that we need to apply some caution to, is that Mike tweets something like that, it's an issue. It's definitely he's definitely right. It's definitely something that we need to address. But then, just be mindful who your bedfellows are in that direction, because it's amusing to me to witness areas in which they're going to pipe up naturally when they are, you know, they're, they're plenty behind in other areas. You know, they're only um, sharp on those anatomical features, not because they've been the ones that have been wise to where it's really relevant. Uh, they're just the ones that say, that are speaking loudly at the moment and think it's a fun I told you so moment. So it's difficult because you're never going to be able to keep an eye on every individual. But I'm just meaning that try and work out what's underneath their argument. Why is it that they're supporting that feature? And we've just got to be careful not to then bandwagon that sort of thing where it's like, oh, look at all these, look at all these voices agreeing with us. It's like, well, yeah, but a corner of them are, are, are agreeing with you for, for a lot of the wrong reasons. They would sooner hark back to a, to a time gone by whereby the other more holistic factors and features affecting people's symptoms are uh, are being dismissed and, uh, and and that not narrow structuralists but certainly people that um that really feel that that is something that uh, they're the ones that have gone about on about the pendulum swinging too far for the last 10 years when the, their pendulum hasn't moved an inch um from something that was famously uh, too narrow um, the pendulum was far stuck over in one direction so that's my my sort of take on that matter and thank you so much for, for those of you that engage with it on on twitter i see a number of comments coming in here uh, now that i've opened them back up so i really do appreciate you joining in let's have a little look someone called physio their account is physio fitness limited on youtube let's pull this up 100% agree. I've experienced students in recent years. You've said that anatomy isn't really taught very much and certainly does not give, doesn't have a structure when at uni. I find this amazingly worrying. How can you practice physio if you've no idea what lies under the skin? Oh, fascinating. I agree. I can't believe it. I'm concerned about it. And I'm especially concerned um, if people have perceived that uh, that that's a way that we should go and that that would be progress i can't think in what world that would be progress but anyway david polter hi pulse he says own own does one I imagine that. how does one interpret an mri x-ray ultrasound without detailed knowledge of anatomy yeah absolutely totally agree yes he then clarifies how not own um it's part of the foundational knowledge i think that that's the thing that, that bothers me most is that like what, what You've got to have some have some foundations down. That's what we often talk about. Katie Napton, hard for students fed the biopsychosocial model with pain science trending and therefore difficulty in identifying when there is anatomy relevance. But very much anatomy needs, but very much anatomy needs and should be part of the knowledge base. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's funny, isn't it? The biopsychosocial, like... In what, in what world? And this is what's funny about biopsychosocial model for me. It's just a bio in the center and the psychosocial, right? It's like, what is it biological? And often when people talk about psychosocial features, there's not about base neurology, essentially, neurological sensitization or whatever. It's like, but in what world does someone... Whose psychology is a bio? And 
when we talk about social features, we usually talk their interactions with humans. Therefore, that's biology. It's all biology. Um, so what on earth has happened to a butchering by some of the bi of the biopsychosocial model to infer them that is is is, is worth dismantling? It sort of drives me drives me crazy. Absolutely. Matt Scarsbrook, does required depth of anatomy knowledge vary with qualification? That's certainly how it's taught, but should there be more general level of anatomy expected across MSK therapists in order to better facilitate the conversation between therapists? Absolutely, I agree with that, Matt. If you're answering the question, I'd say yes. Um, it, it's something that should be, there should be a, should be a foundational knowledge base. Um, and one of the things that's funny, because we think about what me and uh, the team at MSK are doing, through my chapter is when we're looking at MSKR considers clinicians to be ex clinically excellent if they and they listed things right high level anatomy knowledge wasn't on there but the, the because there's a proxy that comes this is one of the things that we were criticized in some quarters for is that a proxy for baseline anatomy and physiology is one that comes from at least a level six qualification of a degree level in an MSK and, and so there's lots of ways to expertise that don't need to be at degree level but granted had we been we're listing features and attributes as we did in the manifesto for reform by MSKR you won't see things like those cheerleading anatomy because there is an assumption that we were promoting and, and suggesting that therapists at entry level would be would be smart to be degree qualified into we were saying like band five roles in the NHS in an MSK physiotherapist context uh, and equivalent and that's because you've got, you've got to get level, level six anatomy knowledge, God's sake, at the very least. Um, and thank you, Physio Fitness Limited, for liking the popular artery example. Yeah, brilliant. I'm glad I liked that one. Um, oh, let's get some other comments in here. This is fantastic. Thank you for your comments and feedback. Anna Thompson has said, for me, it was helpful in understanding functionality and interconnectedness, that section in particular. Trying to dissect separate structures from each other highlighted how interrelated they are. Also seeing a penate in 3D demonstrated its function beautifully. Definitely part of the human puzzle, though. Definitely just part of the human puzzle, though. What a lovely comment. Thank you, Anna. That's a really brilliant point. Um, I think that that's what, that's what I think we need to come to realise as well, is that a study of anatomy helps you to understand the lack of specific relevance often to any one tissue rather than it's as anna just said beautifully it's interconnectedness and the way in which you couldn't necessarily tease those structures apart if you wanted to and the way in which it's interwoven you look at the dissection pictures of the rotator cuffs a perfect example of it just the way that that and the human variation that occurs within that as well as how we're all different and so yeah it's a, it's a really good point Anna. and i think uh, we need to really recognize how uh, we need to make sure we don't uh, it's context so context specific um that how much you need, need to know is going to be relevant to the context in which you're applying it and the population and the conditions etc but i uh yeah i'm i'm, I'm, I'm super I, I can't help give out a wry smile when people say well this is because you're applying chronic pain principles to acute and surgical it's like i know what you're doing there I completely know what you're doing there. You've been, you've been so bi often same people, so busy dismissing other variables than anatomy to those acute and, and, and sporting and, and, and surgical patients in such a way that you're missing the entirety of their character that 
might be consequences. But now you're you're inferring that that then it's gone too far. Well, you've, yeah, you've not gone too far. You've not moved. Um, so yeah, that's what I was ranting about earlier. Hi, Luke Ford, the legend that is Luke Ford, a recent graduate therapist, anatomy and everything, and we're taught this and banged into us at uni, and everything links back to this. I've heard that. I've heard that from a few people, sports therapy, sports rehab, even your osteo and carols, sometimes their argument against physiotherapists is that they're drawn too thin and that your musculoskeletal anatomy is getting thinned down um, for, you know, other important things, communication, leadership modules, you know, there's all sorts of other, other uh, things there that you, know, you physio to do not your respiratory anatomy, but also then your sort of respiratory skills and application of those things, of which, of course, there's an argument for that being a holistic practitioner. However, um, you think about when compared to other same duration degrees in which are more MSK-centric, then there is an argument that they've got more time and more opportunity to get stuck to these core skills. Things like some physio degrees are getting are getting shut off. Ben Ellis says, good anatomy teaching look like? Oh, bloody hell. Oh, Notice that when it's time. <laughs> well, Ben's on the show Friday. Maybe I'm, um, uh, is he on Friday or Thursday? Uh, but yes, I'm, I can't get stuck into that. Um, I can't get stuck into that uh, right now. Um, but um, I don't know what Scar's book's on about here. You're going to have to clarify. He said, I'm wandering into a mind-body problem looking at the timestamp, 52. I don't know. Oh, what did I say that was mind-body? Have I, have I been a, an accident? Dental dull of a sudden, it wouldn't be like me, I think, but uh, apologies if so. Um, if that was when I uh, was saying, perhaps saying about the sort of what isn't biology, um, then I'll stand by that if that's what you mean. I don't see that as being dualist at all, that's fully integrated. What I'm getting I'm suggesting that all, all features are all features, it's a uh, true interconnectedness. Um, but yeah, um, yes, Matt's saying it, he's, he's, he's suggesting. Mind body problem with me suggesting it all apology. No, no, I'm not meaning that. Uh, I don't, I, I don't think we disagree on this. Matter. What I'm getting at is in what the substrate in which when is interfacing with the individual human, of which is a biology. So, unless you really you know, don't know, Matt, maybe you come on the show if you do, but unless you want to go for something outside, outside of our biology. Um, which would be sort of the spiritual or the forces at play. But I'm just describing the fact that when we're thinking about the features influencing it, even things that are abstract, like how does time influence this, <laughs> right? I'm just meaning that when it comes to its interface on how it might be and behave is that essentially it interfaces with human biology. And so when people think about biopsychosocial, it's like the, the psychological features, apart from those that maybe you don't want to aspire to how our psychology interfaces spiritually. But generally speaking, um, we think as, as humans, there is a deep biological um, feature to what we're doing. But when we think about psychosocial, often people think the biology is just the, the nuts and bolts, the, the structures. Whereas I don't see why why someone's uh, the theme want uh, of a better term the sensitization of any given person's nervous system which i know it sounds silly that's where it sounds uh, disconnected uh is because it's a sensitization of a system but or as of a person but it's more that 
if you're in a situation whereby that isn't considered biology biological relative to a muscle tear that's where i find it being silly but i don't know maybe we do disagree um there matt and if we do brilliant let's do it on air on the show sometime but i doubt it um i'm just meaning that fundamentally um the psychosocial features often are the way in which they're described is how they're interacting with someone's biology and that that is fundamentally what i get frustrated at if the bio in biopsychosocial is narrowed just down to um is just down to tears and ruptures and, and stuff like that then that's annoying but anyway, we're out of time. I'm sorry for those that couldn't get to your questions and comments. Thank you so much for being an active chat again. Remember that I always do go back and check these. If I've missed them, then they will inform future shows as well as us redoubling back on this topic and others like it. So many thanks, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Really appreciate you all, and uh, thank you again, for Mike James, for inspiring this. I've got some banter for the fact that my topics were predictable. That's the whole point. This is meant to be about us chewing over hot topics, and it was a hot topic. So I don't know what that was about, Jack March just being a, a troll. Uh, but, yeah, really appreciate you all, and uh, have a lovely day.